Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone. 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. We are officially done with the 2022 NFL Draft. I thought it was pretty exciting watching on Friday night, then later into Saturday. I had a proud dad moment. I think my oldest daughter is into the draft now. Oh, yeah. Which... They're, I'm not like one of those dads that pushes sports on them, but man, if they show a little bit of interest, you're all in, pouncing on it, <laughs> pouncing. The other day, my uh, youngest daughter said the word volleyball. Next day, I had her one. It's like, oh, you said you said it. It could have been, Dad, I never want to play volleyball, but I bought her one anyway. It's like <laughs> I heard you say it. You know what it is. Now we're doing it. But it was really cool to watch it and experience it. This was the first time they've ever had to see me work a draft. Like, they kind of know what I do for a living. They've never seen me have to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it. <laughs> they finally realized that my job is actually a little bit of work. They like to tease me a little bit and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to watch this football game. You're working. <laughs> and yeah, no, I, I'm actually doing it. But it was really fun, exciting watching the draft Friday night. One of the main reasons, the quarterbacks falling in this draft, absolutely bananas. Yeah, I knew they would. I didn't think they'd fall out of round two. Uh, it, it was crazy. It, it definitely was. And like you say, falling out of round two, like the fact that, what, Sam Howell doesn't get picked till round five or six, and it's just as these guys continue to fall and drop, you're sitting here going, like, we knew they weren't very good, but it's like you still think one of these teams is going to, like, not necessarily panic, but just reach up right. and get one of them. And then it just didn't happen, and they kept falling and falling and falling. And now here we are talking about it on Monday, like, well, can any of them be a franchise guy? My answer is still no. Yeah. yeah. We saw Kenny Pickett. Obviously, we talked about that one. On Friday morning, he gets drafted number 20 overall. He's the only quarterback in the first round. That even still surprised me. I just I figured the NFL would do what it always does mm-hmm. and reach for quarterbacks. But then even you know on day two, Friday night, we had the second and third round. You see no quarterback selected. In the second round, one quarterback in the top two rounds of the draft. I don't know if I've, if we've ever seen that. I don't know if that's ever happened before. But I was, I'm proud of the NFL. And for a lot of these teams, you know, even like the Falcons and the Titans sitting there in round two, we're like, eh, no. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to do that just yet. And, you know, even the, like you said, like the commanders, they had opportunities to, to draft a quarterback. And they didn't. And some of these other teams... Um, the Steelers end up taking two quarterbacks. I don't even know who their second quarterback is. Kid out of South Dakota State. I've I know nothing about him. Can't I even pretend to give a scouting report on him. I, I know nothing about him. I still I can't believe Skylar Thompson was drafted ahead of my guy Carson Strong. That was another one that just yeah. really surprised me. That knee must just be absolutely destroyed. But even then, like, all you got to do is stand in the pocket and throw the ball. That's all he was asked to do anyways, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, and he played pretty well at Nevada. Well, I liked him. Yeah. 
But he goes undrafted. That one was a surprise for me. But then you have guys like Desmond Ritter uh, drafted in the third round, 10th pick in the third round to the Falcons. I think that's a good fit. I think that he could even maybe be a guy that challenges Marcus Mariota. I'm not a big Marcus Mariota fan or supporter. I think it could happen. So we'll see what happens there. But I like that landing spot for him. Malik Willis also going in the third round. And then Matt Corral uh, finishes out the third round. It was I feel bad for these guys, too. I tweeted it out the other day. Uh, you know, there were people in Matt Corral's ear telling him he was going to be drafted in the first round. Well, he said it uh, before the draft. Like, right. The like he was one of the I've had with teams and owners. Yeah. Makes me confident to, to, enough to be here mm-hmm. to come to the draft and sit in the green room. And same, same thing with, with Malik Willis. Yeah. And Desmond Ritter. I, I, th- I think he was home with his family, but you could tell they kept going to his his camera, his shot. And the dude was going through it like he's like, oh, why yeah. the hell am I still here. And I'll tell you, after round two, I thought, what if we don't see one in round three? <laughs> and even like Malik Willis, when he was drafted, you could tell he was he was not sitting on the couch just waiting anymore. They were outside, and he looked very frustrated, which yep. I totally understand that one. Well, because well. you're probably being told, yeah, you're going to be the first quarterback drafted. And you see Kenny Pickett go 20 in round one and go, okay, I'm probably right after that. And you see teams trading up and moving down in the draft round one and two. And Malik Willis the whole time was like, okay, someone's trading up to get me. And I was like, uh, they're trading up to get a receiver. Trading up to get a defensive back. They're trading up to get a tight end. Or, uh, excuse me, an edge rusher. Still yeah. not Malik Willis. You fall all the way to pick 22 in round three. Mm-hmm. It's like, yikes. You and got drafted I, after Pickett and Desmond Ritter. Yep. I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit because I kind of called this on Twitter before the draft started mm-hmm. and said, I wonder if a lot of teams pass on quarterbacks in day two, because I think a lot of them are eyeing the quarterbacks next year. If you take a quarterback in the second round, he's got to be, he's got to get that opportunity to play for you. Mm-hmm. Like even the Vikings, the Vikings were on the board a couple times and it was like, okay, are they going to take a quarterback here? They end up passing on them. Detroit the same way. If you take a quarterback in the second round, You've got to eventually give him an opportunity to play. Even guys like Kyle Trask from the last draft, I think you've got to give him an opportunity eventually to play. Or that's just a wasted pick. Yeah. And maybe you get some of these guys who are a career backup, but you take them in the third round. Like when we're seeing all these other quarterbacks uh, being drafted. You take them in the third round, you can take a chance there on a quarterback. But it was wild to see all those guys fall out of the second round. 2023 looks like it's... Going to be a very good class. We'll see. Um, you know, sometimes in the early spring we get excited about those future classes. We'll talk about those in a little bit. I did want to get to some winners and losers. Um, let's get to our, our chat feature, though, that I love so much. Even our guy Bryce mentions uh, Justin Ross going mm-hmm. undrafted was shocking. That one was shocking to me, too, but maybe not as as surprising as some people thought it was. Yeah. It just... It really sucks to see a guy be that good. And then that injury, for him to suffer that injury, I didn't think that his 2021 tape looked anything special. Like So I I understand why he went undrafted. It sucks. He looked like a round one receiver after his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. But it's tough to I saw, see. But I saw someone tweet. It was like, it stinks that this kid was probably the best receiver at Clemson at the age of 18 and then has just fallen off due to injuries. Yep. It's just like, yeah. I've seen a lot of people posting highlights of him at Clemson. 
mm-hmm. over the weekend. And as, as Jake Snake says, still unsigned too. And I think that goes to show a, a lot too. This wasn't like the NFL just being scared to draft him. They don't think that he can play in the NFL with well, these I mean, injuries. We've and it was like spinal that. fusion. It wasn't like, oh, man, Torres ACL, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, he had neck and, and back surgery. It's going to be tough. I mean, we've still seen some hits in the NFL now that, you know, with the NFL trying to, you know, promote player safety and, like, watch hits. Like, sometimes there are guys that still get hit in the head, you know, and it whips around. You can't risk the fact you have having Justin Ross out there get hit in the middle and then die on the field. Mm-hmm. That'll, like, it's going to hurt your product. It's going to it's not going to be good. I almost said it's going to kill your product, but I feel like that wasn't a <laughs> yeah, good said it anyway. to throw out there. But why well, people are listening to me hesitate. Wow, how rude! What how, an asshole! How dare you? How I dare didn't want you. to come off as a joke. Sometimes I, I do puns on accident. Maybe he'll get another opportunity. I, I guess like the future of Justin Ross. What's he going to do? Maybe he goes to one of these spring leagues. Proves that he can play a, a XFL little bit. It. I, it, that might might be the case. You know, maybe next week we're seeing him in the USFL. Is that still a thing? Are we still going strong? Uh, I think I saw a game on Saturday, but I just uh, skipped right over it. Yeah, I have no idea what's next. Going. I haven't heard anything about it shutting down yet, so mm-hmm. lasted longer than I thought. I mean, the only clips I've seen about it is guys just being assholes on the field, like stepping over one another, or just like uh-huh. pushing each other. And it's like, well, that's the reason why you ain't making it in the NFL. You may be talented, but you're a piece of shit. It's probably why the XFL is going to be successful. Yeah. If I were if I were the Rock, I would probably just lean into it and make it like the soap opera WWE style. Like, yeah, this is real football, but like we know who's gonna win or it would be very hard to do. Get some personalities out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I mean, having twenty two guys in on something and making it happen and looking real is probably just impossible. You just find the right guys that can do it, though. And then you give them the mic at the end of a game and let them talk. Mm -hmm. And then when you get into the next game, it's like, ooh, you're dead coming across the middle of the field. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get a guy on there, like, that goes full Richard Sherman, you're going to put a weak-ass receiver like Crabtree on me, but you have that every single game. It's like, next time we play, you come across the middle, you're mine. And you set that hit up. Yeah. Now, don't kill the guy, but just people are going to be like, ooh, he came across the middle, and he got decked. Or... Ooh, dude, wait like a movie tackle. stunt. Touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. It would be exciting. We'll see what happens. But Justin Ross, though, I just, I don't know, man. It's weird to see a guy. I Honestly, I thought he'd probably still get drafted. And then I definitely thought, oh, he'll be picked up as an undrafted free mm-hmm. agent. That didn't, that didn't happen. Well, even yeah. leading up to the draft, I feel like anyone, anytime someone tossed his name out there, which didn't feel like it was a lot, but people were immediately just like, ugh. Like, <laughs> the injury history's there. It's like even... Draft Twitter was kind of aware of like, hey, it's kind of a risk to take this kid. Yep, Talented had some highlight moments, but it's about it. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it turns out for him. Like, I don't. It would be a great story if he gets on a team and plays and is, and can stay healthy. Yeah, I don't know that I would expect it's a huge it, risk. Um, how about some winners and losers? We addressed those from round one on Friday morning, um, but now we have the entire draft. Finished. We had, uh, what was it, like eight teams not even select in the first round? Yeah. I think it actually grew to like ten teams because of the trades. Yeah, there were eight teams that had at least two draft picks in the first round. I think they all made them. Um, uh-huh. And then there were eight teams that did not. So if it grew up to ten, that's a possibility that I just – but I might have Yeah, because it seems like the Tampa Bay I know traded out of the first round. Yep. So they didn't pick. couple winners and losers from you guys, though. 
Um, Brooks Gwynn says Patriots and Commanders, losers of the draft. Uh, yep, I, I agree with those. Looked at yep. some of those. I just don't understand what you're doing there, um, losers of the draft. Uh, draft Twitter for everyone who hyped up the quarterbacks. Yep. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, I mean, even if you had like a, a second-round grade on most of these quarterbacks, you were wrong, which is still crazy to see. Uh, a couple winners, a lot of people going with the Ravens yeah. in the chat. And I tell you, that's who I'm going with, too. I know a lot of people to. are like, oh, I even had somebody who was like, if the Ravens are so good at drafting, why don't they win the Super Bowl every year? Because it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And everybody else, there's some really good teams that are good at drafting and free agent signing, too. Like, look at the Rams. They don't draft well. They can hit in free agency and some of the trades that they had. But I did absolutely love the Ravens draft. I, I think I even had them as one of, like, the winners of day one. They continue to get guys that I really like in the draft. So just as a reminder, they took Kyle Hamilton, who I think can be one of the best defensive players in this draft, Took him at number 14 overall. Took Tyler Linderbaum at 25 overall. But what they did on day two might be more impressive. Mm-hmm. They take David Ajabo out of Michigan. So he goes from one hardball to the other. And also, the defensive coordinator that he had at Michigan is now with the Ravens. It's the same defense. And I oh, mean, him shit. Just being so athletic already and even if you've seen the call where they say like hey we're good with the injury like you take your time when you're ready we know you're going to be ready we support you feels like a phenomenal fit that's maybe one of my favorite picks in the entire draft and then uh, one of the other pass rushers that they have there also played with Ojabo in high school so it's just a really good landing spot for him but they didn't even stop there I thought Ojabo could have been a first round pick I had him there in some of my mock drafts even and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then Travis Jones, the defensive tackle from UConn, I thought he could have been a first-round pick. They got him in round three. Yeah. I, I think in one of my final mocks, I had him going to Cincinnati. I think he's a fantastic player. Oh, I mean, Freak everyone, athlete. It's just a stud in the middle. I mean, he's, you know, the ability to pass rushes there as well. And then you head into round four, and it's like, well, hey, still need a right tackle. We still need a tackle here. Daniel Falale. I think I just botched that name, out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Freaking stuff. Massive human being. M- huge. And of course I, he goes to the freaking Ravens. I think he started to get a little bit overrated because of the size to where people were putting him like the top end of the second round. I yeah. saw him sneaking into the first round with some stuff. Still a very good player. Round and four to get good even, value. Yeah, round four, that's really good. Because I did <laughs> think that he was like a second or third round guy. So, But they get, I mean... We're just looking at those first five guys. I think they all end up being starters. Well, the fact that they had, what, like five picks in round four, and they, it feels like they hit on nearly all of them, mm-hmm. it's just insane. Like, even getting Isaiah Likely, uh, the tight end at a Coastal yeah. Carolina. And um, Charlie Kohler, too. You draft two tight ends for this offense. I know, like, there are a lot of guys like us who are like, why aren't you taking receivers? Why aren't you taking receivers? Well, they had two really good tight ends, which <laughs> – I mean, it just it sucks for, I think, all of us that are fans of the AFC teams. And, again, I, there were a lot of people in my mentions, and I saw some people talking shit on the Ravens. One, I think you, you're just scared of. Like, if you're talking shit about the Ravens, it's because you know in the back of your mind, maybe you can't admit it yet, you're afraid of what they've done in this draft. And when was the last time they were bad? 
Like, it's yeah. not always about Super Bowls. When was the last time the Ravens were bad? Well, even it's probably last like year. when they were the Browns. Like even last year, where it was a down year, everybody was hurt. Now you get mm-hmm. those guys back and you throw in this draft class. Freaking yikes, yep. dude! Yeah, they're definitely my my favorite draft class. It, it's scary. It sucks, but the realism is that they did a really good job, and they do every single year. They do a good job at getting guys. They were my winner of the entire draft. For me, I went with the Jets just because I liked what they had done to help rebuild that team. Like, I feel like they are turning the franchise in the right direction. And they started it with this draft class again. Last year, I was a fan of it. The year before, I thought they had a couple good picks. But last year, the fact that you were able to get Zach Wilson and then you throw in Michael Carter as well at running back, it's like, okay, you're sitting here looking. I was like, all right, you got a couple of key pieces that you can build off of. Elijah Moore as well as another one who – you know, had a lot of hype, and you know people were loving that as well. And then you come into this draft class, and you get a corner to be a stud on your defense. You get an edge rusher on your defense as well, and Jermaine Johnson. And then you get one of the best receivers in the draft class at Garrett Wilson. Like that was just the start. And it's like you sit here and you look at the Jets, and it's like, okay, this has an opportunity for these guys to just grow and develop together and be something special. And then when you look at the defense, it's like, okay, hey, we have our edge rusher, and we have someone that we can trust in the secondary to make plays. Who's a ball hawk. Bingo, bango, there it is. That's how you start the foundation pieces for your offense and your whole team. And the Jets did that. Like, they're finally, it feels like they're finally doing things where we all look at it and go, okay, that was the right thing to do. Instead of going, what the hell are the Jets doing here? Yeah, I think they might have four starters, I'd say at a minimum, mm-hmm. that they got out of this draft. I, Ahmad Gardner's going to start. Garrett Wilson's going to start. I would assume Jermaine Johnson is as well. Um, and then with Brees Hall, I think he's going to get a lot of carries. I don't know if you want to label him a starter. I yeah. did kind of question that pick, like why are you taking a running back so high? But they probably just think that he is he's really special. Traded up to get him, we I believe. The, in, sorry, I mean to cut you off there. We've seen the NFL kind of go to that duo running back yeah. type of situation. So it's like, hey, we're not just going to rely on you know Michael Carter to be the, the main back here. Let's get Brees Hall some touches, kind of mix us up, share the load here, and then we'll just – more options, the better here for our offense. Yep. And then um, two of their, their later picks here, all of their picks came in the first, second, third, or fourth round. Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end out of Ohio State, I think that he's really good. I think he's going to be a solid tight end for a really long time. I don't know if he's ever going to be like the Pro Bowl level tight end. I think there's some potential there, but I don't think he's going to bust, and I think that's important too. Max Mitchell, the tie, the sorry tackle out of Louisiana, Mm-hmm. I think that he might be a starter. Yeah. Just and based off what the Jets themselves have said about Mackay Becton, I know a lot of people are like, oh, just give him another chance, blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm just reading the tea leaves on what the general manager said about Mackay Becton. I don't know if he's starting. I don't know if he's starting to tackle. He might <laughs> like get kicked into guard. Like I they don't like him. And that's not my opinion. I don't really have one on him. I don't want Jets Twitter coming at me again. Your front office doesn't like that guy. I don't know why. They have a better relationship with him than I do, or at least know him better than I do. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see Max Mitchell as one of their starting tackles this fall. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, you know, Mackay Becton, he's got that knee injury that sounds like it's, it's pretty banged up. Uh, if I remember right, he dislocated his kneecap. Let me tell you, that sucks. <laughs> That's... Uh... <laughs> Not very good, dude. <laughs> right. Uh, how about a couple losers from this draft, though? Um, you have to have those every year. Uh, there were some teams just really left me scratching my head. 
I'm going to go with the 49ers as mine. Uh, I just I don't really understand what you were doing. They come up in the late part of the second round, and they draft Drake Jackson, outside linebacker, edge rusher type, out of USC. And I thought, oh, that's a really good fit. Like I like that pick for them. I think that he can contribute opposite of a guy like Bosa early. Like that was a good solid pick. That was the only one. That's it. That's the only pick that they have that I like. like. Moving forward, I'm like, that's shit. That's dumb. Don't know who he is. Maybe he'll be good. Don't know who that guy is. And that's me literally reading their board. The guys that I know, they were like on my radar. This running back from LSU, I didn't even know he was draft eligible. I wasn't paying attention to him at all. It's the 49ers. Maybe he'll turn out to be good, or maybe he's another Trey Sermon. Uh, Danny Gray, I didn't know he was like a draftable grade. Wide receiver wide receiver at SMU. Uh, Spencer Burford, I liked what they had to say about him during the draft telecast, so like maybe he's going to be something. I had never heard of him mm-hmm. before either. Corner out of Toledo, never heard of him. They drafted an offensive lineman from Fordham. A lot of people probably haven't even heard of that school. So <laughs> I, just, I really wasn't impressed at all by what they did. And then they have... What is called Mr. Irrelevant, the very last pick in the NFL draft. And they drafted a quarterback, and not just any quarterback. They drafted Brock Purdy. Why the fuck are the 49ers drafting a quarterback at all? Like, don't you have enough problems with that room? And then you're going to add Brock Purdy? Like, why? Why would you go after him? Just in case. <laughs> just in case, in just that's in case, all the other three of them just drop. We that's drop a Kyle Purdy. Shanahan pick, one hundred. Sure, it's like all right, fine. Like take your quarterback, and it's like here. It We've is. heard some people say like there's a philosophy like you take a quarterback every single year in the draft, no yeah. matter what. Mm-hmm. Which I I can kind of get on board with that. But one. just like maybe not if you're the 49ers. or if you're gonna take one, like take one that's gonna be good. Like, you know, even the Steelers, they're like, fuck it, we're taking two quarterbacks. It's like, all right, I don't know one of them. I don't agree with the first one. Yeah. But okay, it's like, whatever. You you maybe need some depth pieces there. I, you have Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph there now, so maybe you get rid of one of those guys. Or you put this, you know, seventh rounder on the practice squad and save him for a while. Whatever it may be. But like with the 49ers, you can't even get rid of your other quarterback. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is still on roster. And I guess maybe eventually you do move him and Brock Purdy can slide in and be the backup. I don't think that's the case either. My thing with the 49ers was is just like, why are you taking running backs in the third round still? Like, you just took one last year. Right. Like, you just – is it every year you're like third-round running back? No matter – like, this is, this is <laughs> that's what their we note. do. Yeah. <laughs> third-round running back Speaking no matter which. what. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your post-it note? It's no more. It's over with. Yeah. Fuck you the you fall too hard for your draft crushes. Big time, dude. I was <laughs> I was ready to make the next move. I was ready to go to that next You step. have to take it slow with these draft guys, man. There's Dan, 32 other teams competing against I just take it slow 31. with the wrong things, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was moving way too quick with that draft pick. Yeah, you're telling everybody you knew about them. Started doing the same thing with Jameson Williams. I was like, hey. Oh, I got Christian Watson, but that's backup plan. <laughs> right? It was rough. Uh, who's your draft loser 
uh, from this draft class? For me, it was just Washington. A lot of people want to say throw the Patriots out there. I'm not questioning Bill Belichick. He sees shit that we don't see. They still find ways to make it work. It's whatever. But Washington, I feel like we have room to shit on it. Jahan Dotson might be the one pick where we can look at. Uh, pick 16 in round one where you go, you know, maybe they see something that we just kind of overlooked or didn't see. or like Maybe the opportunity is more presented to him enough through college for us to kind of just put the hype up there. You're still 16th pick in the first round. Washington saw something. But after that, it's still just like you go defensive tackle and you go running back. And it was like, hey, what the are you doing? This makes no sense. Even go receiver. Did you just mute your own curse word? Yeah, I'm trying to (laughs) dial it back a little bit. I just didn't feel like it was needed. And then as soon as I did, I was like, there's just no need. I don't know. Here's the great part. We don't... (laughs) <laughs> you didn't even push like a mute button. You didn't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. But it's just like to even go receivers, like I feel like that's a position Washington didn't need. Like you still have Terry McLaurin. You have some guys there that, you know, can be reliable and have been reliable for you. And it's like that's where you go. And then you go defensive tackle. That's another position group that I don't really think you need to address because you've been fine. Your defensive line's probably the the heart and soul of your team right now in organization because you've gone there in the first round fucking four years in a row. I'll drop the F-bomb that time. No. Look and out. then you go running back, and it's like, why? You're fine at running back with Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. No, they're nothing special, but now you throw in Brian Robinson a third-round draft play or a fourth round, excuse me, no, a third round, mm-hmm. and then you finally go safety. I was like, what the heck is going on? That's yeah, what you they need took more Mathis. than anything is safety and corner, and you waited till round four to get a safety, and then you wait till round seven to get a corner. Yeah, and I didn't know either of those guys either. Again, I, I didn't go as deep as I have in years past with some of these draft guys. Yeah. But I, I didn't know a lot of them either. I liked Fidarian Mathis at Alabama, but I'm kind of right there with you. Like, why did you take another Alabama defensive tackle? Does Washington just head into the draft and like, all right, as soon as we come across an Alabama defensive tackle – you draft him. Yeah, like, hey, guys, let's, post it. No, let's not do anything silly. Let's not take one in the first round. But one, if there's one in round two. If we got old Mathis in round two, we're let's, there. Let's go it. ahead and do it. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I guess maybe I'm not sure on the contract situation of guys like Payne and Jonathan Allen. I thought they re-upped at least one of those guys. And maybe their fight on the bench last year, they're like, one of them's got to go. Who would we replace him with? Let's get another one of those Alabama guys. Yeah. Which can be safe. Drafting an Alabama guy, you could do worse. But I did question the positions of those guys. Like, even at running back, like in round three, maybe it turns out for you, but there's probably some other positions that you could have went with. I did think they needed a lot of help in the secondary. We'll see how those guys do, Holmes and Butler. I just, I don't know. And then you even win, like, Sam Howell at quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. There wasn't anyone else right there in the first pick around five or you wanted that you wanted to take? That's actually the one that I like. Really? Yeah, getting Howell in the fifth round, who probably, like even with him, I'm glad the quarterbacks fell. He probably should have been like a third-round pick or fourth-round pick. So for them to get him in the fifth round, and I've always comped him to Baker Mayfield, if he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, that could be good. I I do hope that they told Carson Wentz about it. I hope, I hope they sent the text or something. Buddy. <laughs> I don't I, think I, they did. I don't know what their plan or intentions are with Sam Howe. 
you got to tell Carson Wentz he's a backup. It's like, no, man, this is a fifth-rounder. I know that he had some first, second-round buzz. He's a fifth-round backup. Like, we believe in you. You're our guy. You go ball out this year. You'll do just fine here, sweetheart. You're telling, you're telling Carson Wentz that? Yeah. If you have to tell Carson Wentz that, I'm done with him. <laughs> right? I mean, you got to tell him a fifth-rounder might take your – if that's his concern. It's like, just, dude, stop it. Uh-huh. I will say, though, Sam Howell did say – Hey, this is a pretty good spot for me to land in. I'm pretty happy yep. with it. And you do get a former teammate with you, Diami Brown, so you got some familiarity yep. there. Uh, Curtis Samuel, you're good with. Terry McLaurin, now you throw in Jahan Dotson. There's something there. Then Logan Thomas, you're good with. And then another corner, or tight end, excuse me, and Cole Turner. There's something there for you, but it's still, how's this offensive line? You didn't go there at all. Excuse me. You did in round seven with Chris Paul, not the basketball CP3? player. CP3? A guard. CP3? From Tulsa. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I haven't been watching much basketball, but I heard he had a night the other night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did too. I did not go back and look at it. I know we talked about it on the radio like Friday, mm-hmm. and I was like, I think he had 14 straight buckets. Didn't even go look. It was whatever. Yeah. I Sounds don't cool. Care. I, I watched basketball yesterday. We'll talk about that next. Uh, maybe, but we're spending another <laughs> good amount of time Woo! talking about the NFL draft. A couple losers. From the chat, also have mentioned their losers. Um, the Browns, another team. Uh, I wasn't super impressed with theirs. I, I thought they could have made some moves. But then they got a guy like uh, Perrion Winfrey. I thought they would get him on day two. They get him on day three. He could be really good for him as well. The Patriots are another one, as we uh, Brooks Quinn mentioned, and you kind of talked about too. I, I do question Belichick, the GM. I, just, I don't really know what they're what the draft strategy was on that one. I, I think we've all seen the viral clip of Sean Payton now being like, man, we wasted our time looking at him at pick 104. He got drafted at 29. Like, maybe it will turn out, and that's the thing about some of these draft picks. Some of them are going to turn out. You're going to get those guys that just out of nowhere almost are good. Yeah. And you're going to get first-rounders, like even like the Ravens. Like if you know one of those guys is bust, like uh, Travis Jones, and he never really sees the field, it's very likely that that happens. Yeah. And just because it's so hard. But with the the Patriots draft, I didn't love it. Like, just going through it, Cole Strange, I like him when I thought he was going to be, like, a third rounder or fourth <laughs> rounder. I didn't understand it in the, the first round. Um, Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor, it's like, okay, you're fast. It felt like Jalen Rager all over again to me. So we'll see what happens with him. Marcus Jones out of Houston, pretty solid. I don't have anything negative to say about that pick. Jack Jones out of Arizona State, don't know much about him. Pierre Strong, I like him. Why so I many running backs? I don't know. I'm getting this, like, several calls. Ransom number, and I'm on do not disturb. Like, I should not be getting any phone calls. <laughs> You're just too popular. Big country. I Two almost answered and was like, what the fuck do you We're going to figure it out right here live on the show. <laughs> you fuck's your problem, dude? You've had some questionable calls uh, come in before, though. You might not want to <laughs> answer those. <laughs> hey, big boy. Uh, hello? <laughs> <laughs> For nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let's get to some of these great sponsors that we have, too. Uh, Roper Kia. Great shopping experience. Mention us here at Mike'd Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer car. 
And if you uh, just go check out their inventory, that's a fun thing to do. It's like shopping for houses, but this time cars. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And again, if you mention us here at Mike Up, they give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer car. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with gunspot.com. We are in position, Bob. (laughs) You're Chris Paul. My man, don't miss. <laughs> um, Son of a bitch. Some other things happening early this morning are the rumors. I, I haven't seen anything official, but it feels pretty official. Tyron Matthew to the Saints. I know our guy Jake wanted him as a Raider. I think there were a lot of Chief fans holding out hope that he would still return there. We put that <laughs> to rest after their draft that they had. Yeah, I'm happy for him. That he gets to go home. I think that's really cool. Uh, I don't know if he grew up a Saints fan, but I knew he grew up and played at LSU. So being able to go to New Orleans, maybe finish out his career. I'm going to also assume this is a one-year deal. I mean, it definitely. It's May. You're not signing five, three-year deals <laughs> in May. You're signing a one-year deal. But we'll see. Maybe he's got some like club options for two or or something like that. I, th- I think it's a good move by New Orleans. And you're probably getting him on a discount. In New Orleans. Oh, probably. I mean, you already have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You have Marcus May. You have Daniel Sorensen. Look out. Man, I just – he already met with him and said, you know, they don't really need me. What what changes the mind? It's like, hey, actually, I can come in and just chill for a little <laughs> the bit. The fact that 31 other teams were also like, yeah, <laughs> we don't need you. <laughs> we're Which good, sucks. Dude. He's a good safety. He's a good leader. It's tough when you get old in the NFL. And yeah. I think if everyone, Chiefs fans included, and Tyron Matthew are being real honest, you didn't give a lot of good play out of him in 2021. No. He took a lot of plays off. Very Angles to the tackles. ball were pretty poor. Tackling, not great. Maybe this is a good opportunity for him to say, i, I got to have a bounce back year. Maybe I do have another big contract in me, but... Um, I know there were members of that front office even saying last year he made a lot of business decisions. Yeah. He didn't want to go out and get hurt, didn't want to put his nose in there. And that's kind of what he made his career on. That's why the Chiefs paid yeah. him so much before. It's like, this is a guy that's going to come in and hit and be able to be our Swiss Army knife. And then last year you just didn't see that out of him. We lost the Swiss Army. He was just a knife. <laughs> a dull one. Yeah, to stab in the back of Dan Sorensen. Him back with Dan Sorensen. We're Chief fans, so like this is, I think, pretty obvious to us. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, how, also, how about the fact that you signed Dan Sorensen before Tyran Matthew? <laughs> that's yeah. a, I hope. That's a slap in the I face. I hope there's a play where Tyron Matthew blows a coverage <laughs> and Daniel Sorensen's right, and he gets to throw his arms up because that's going to go viral for all of Chiefs fans. To be like, holy shit, look at this. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, that would be fan. I'm praying that that happens. I love Honey Badger. Going to miss him. Loved what he did and appreciate it in Kansas City. Right. See you later, though. I do think it would be funny as well. And that's something with Tyron that I started bringing up in, like, 2020. Yeah. It's like anytime something bad happened on that secondary that wasn't his fault, the body language was absolutely terrible. 
Hopefully he changes that now with the Saints. Like, he, he almost have to. And he's, not, he's probably not on a very big contract. Yeah. You pull that shit, you might get cut. Like, if your play's not good, the body language is bad, there's a possibility. He's it's going to be interesting to see what role he takes with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Because they don't really need that like vocal leader. Like They're fine. You also have a defensive-minded head coach now, too. Right. Are you coming in with just kind of like you just help out where needed? Like You know what I mean? You kind of help the younger guys understand their assignments a little bit better, teach them you know, some tricks that they maybe didn't know before or haven't had from veterans, and now you get to come in and be that guy? Or are you going to come in and be like an immediate starter impact player? That I say no, but. Yeah. And I mean, they they do have pretty good good safeties already. Yeah. Johnson Gardner-Johnson and Marcus May. I wonder if one of them maybe slides into more of a nickel corner with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or Tyron Matthew. Yeah. I think that would be a good fit for either one of those guys or, you know, interchangeable. One plays a little bit of strong safety. One plays a little bit of nickel. They also drafted a corner. So we'll see what happens. And then, like yeah, we've been talking about, they still have guys like P.J. Williams. I think he's been pretty solid. And we'll see where they play him and Dan Sorensen. We'll see where they pay, play him. And not to make this too much about the Kansas City Chiefs, they had some really good draft grades as well. Yeah. And it made me feel kind of good about it because, honestly, I didn't think they had as good of a draft as everybody else did. Maybe that's, that's kinda... me just being too harsh. I thought they had a really good draft. A lot of people, I, I don't remember whose grades I was looking at this morning, had them as like the number two I think Dane Brugler had them as like an A plus. Yeah, that's grade. the one. PFF had them as an A plus grade. Yep, Brugler had uh, the Ravens as one and the Chiefs two. And I thought, yeah. oh shit, like really? You My think thing so? is, is like I'm just hesitant to buy. And this is the first time I've ever been this way. I mean, you've known me as a Chiefs fan the last four years, Mister Optimistic. I mean, just through the freaking roof. You you joined the Kansas City Chiefs. You're a damn all star, bub. You know what I mean? You're an all-pro, you're a freaking pro bowler. You're just, you're the fucking shit if you come to the Kansas City Chiefs because that's all they get. And this draft class was just like, you know, I don't really know. I'm going to be excited about it as we get closer to it. But the way I look at it, just to be like that guy, I was like, okay, you take kind of a smaller corner round one. You take an edge right there at the back end of round one as well. And then you take a smaller size receiver. You take a, a hard-hitting safety in Brian Cook. You take a hard-hitting linebacker right there. That's cool. He also writes shit on his arm before games. That's kind of douchey. And then it's like, now we go big size corners. I thought I talked to you last night and you loved it. <laughs> well, here, I'm, I'm going to switch sides here in a second. And then you take two big size corners, and then you take an offensive tackle who fell to the fifth round, who when you look at a scouting report, it's like, man, this guy spends a lot of time on the ground. And in some situations, not in the best block sets or setting his blocks and everything. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And then you go to the other side. It's like, man, you got to say you got a corner here in round one that can play man and zone perfectly fine. He's not scared to hit. He's not scared to just put his nose, you know, right there on the ball and just make plays. You get a guy in George Karloftis who is young, strong, best football still ahead of him. And then you had the receivers like, oh, this guy is just the perfect fit to fill the void that Tyreek Hill left in this offense. And like, you can immediately switch that. I'm in the middle on both of them. Like, I see both sides of it. Yeah. Also, the linebacker that you got out of Wisconsin, Leo, first off, badass name. Two, I hope you say number five with the Chiefs because that's going to be cool. Get the punter to change numbers. I don't give a shit. You haven't seen this yet? 
I did see it. He's fifty. No, he's forty nine. <laughs> okay, I was yeah, gonna say, I did. Damn see it! I really wanted that reaction. He's yeah. This is future Dan Sorensen. <laughs> they took Dan Sorensen and that other white guy and said, "All right, let's just get the mix of you from Wisconsin." Yeah, why did George Karloftis go fifty six? I, I like that one. He, wasn't he five at Purdue? Yeah, as well. They were both five. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me one of you can't get the number. Townsend's five? too valuable, man. Yeah, I would tell you. Seeing a defensive end in the NFL with number five would actually be pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they defense linemen go single digits? I think they can now. I don't know if that right? was. Right? What was uh, Ingram? No, he's 24. Yeah. Which is not anymore. No. Sky Moore wearing 24 is going to be uh, weird for a receiver. I don't really like it. I yeah, I get that. It's like your number. It's, I don't like it either. Yeah. We'll see, though. I, I was excited about that pick. I like that one. I know you had some strong reactions. I need to just clarify this because I keep having people come at me, and I'm about to just explode. I'm about to go Matt Miller on their ass real quick. Like, just freaking back up for a second. I'm really not going to. But I had it made up in my mind that the Chiefs needed a big body receiver. For two to three years in a row. For the future. Like, I just – I want – like, you saw the success that Sammy Watkins had in that offense with that similar build because you can get the ball to him and you can let him be physical after the catch. Looking at it, I know people are going to say, well, Juju Smith-Schuster's, you know, a big-body guy. You have MVS. He's 6'5". I get that. But MVS is the only receiver you have on contract, along with Travis Kelsey, after next season. So, like, just get a guy that you can let, you know, develop this year and then become the guy afterwards. And people might want to throw Josh Gordon's name out there. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, just like he doesn't see the field. Like people Stop are trying Jody to make Fortson. that happen. It's, and then people want to throw good. Jody Fortin's name out there. It's like, hey, I'm excited about that. He's coming off an Achilles injury. We don't know. And his you know, reps were just kind of starting to increase right before the injury. Don't even know if he'll make it out of training camp, just to be frank. And now you throw in a guy like Sky Moore who, you know, does have a thick body build, which is great. He's got big hands. It's awesome. Long arms. He just didn't have the height that I wanted. And that was just my whole reaction. You don't see me throw fits. I usually don't throw fits. It's, things, shit happens. It's fine. It's versity. You know, just let it hit, bounce off of you. Keep going. It was like, whatever. This is the one thing I've been fucking wanting. So, yeah, I threw myself a little fit. Did I record it and post it? Absolutely. Was I a little embarrassed to post it? Yes, because I knew it looked bad. I had a little bit of a bitch fit. It's fine. That's the only bitch fit I've had, and I don't know how long, besides this one right now. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what your problem was is you chased a big body receiver. Yeah. You don't chase. You attract. <laughs> You're damn right I do, Mello. <laughs> That's what I get for chasing. Chasing's uh-huh. bad. Right. I thought it was it was a pretty good draft. We'll see. A, a lot of the draft experts loved it. And yes. uh, you know, even opposing fans, uh, I think even Jake was in the chat being like, uh, you know, Chiefs had a really solid draft. I, and I know he's a Raiders fan. So we'll see. Uh, that's the crazy thing about these drafts is, you know, uh, the Monday afterwards, we can throw out all these grades and be like, this is great, that was awesome, love this pick. Some of them are just going to bust and absolutely miss. We'll see. I, I think the Chiefs have a lot of bust potential. Yeah, for sure. I, I would say it was, it was very much a boomer bust draft for them. Even with Trent McDuffie, he could be an all-pro. Or I could see him being not very good. Same with George Karloftis. I could see him. I think at his floor, he's probably going to be in the league for a little while, but he might not even be like a sack guy. And you might have to add some weight to him and put him on the inside. Sky Moore coming from the small school as well. Brian Cook, I don't even know if he was the best 
safety on his own team. Like, there's a lot of question marks, I think. But it is nice to see other people saying your your team's draft was good. Yeah, uh, I will tell you, I am already very, very excited about the 2023 draft. I've moved on. Uh, and this weekend, if you did miss it, I did put a mock draft out for the 2023 draft. It's on thedraftscout.com. It's free. Anybody can go take a look at it. But we do appreciate those subscribers over there. And also, I put out my big board top 25, uh, way too early top 25. But I also put out my entire watch list of mm-hmm. guys. That it, it is it's pretty big. <laughs> a lot of names on it. Let me scroll to the bottom. Uh, 153 guys on that watch list of who I'm, I'm just going to be looking for next year and taking notes of. And that's just draft-eligible guys, too. And, you know, even, you know, big country, you give me shit sometimes. Because on Friday, I was like, I already have my 2024 board up. I was just stunned. Ready. If, like, somebody tells me, like, even on Twitter, I put it out this morning, like, who should I watch next? If somebody mentions a name that's not on my list, I'll put them on there. And do I watch all of them? Absolutely not. But I can't wait to dive into the quarterbacks this year. We didn't get it in 2022. So to have it in 2023 is going to be awesome. And it's a lot deeper class than even just guys like uh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And I thought I was going to get roasted for it. I put C.J. Stroud as QB1. I thought people would absolutely hate it. I I thought I was going to be called all kinds of names for it. I haven't seen a lot of it, actually. I was I was pretty happy to see that. So thank you, Draft Twitter, for yeah, being rational. Like I had CJ Stroud one on my overall big board. I had Bryce Young five on my overall big board. I think we kind of talked about it. I don't maybe it was not on air. Yeah. The size of Bryce Young, I think, is a little bit concerning. And CJ Stroud just checks a lot of those boxes. He's six three, two eighteen, strong arm, can throw vertically, throw intermediate. Now, this is all subject to change. Week two against Texas, Bryce Young might throw for 500 yards, and i got to change some rankings. But <laughs> until then, I, I do think that there's – we haven't seen the best of Bryce Young's game yet, but for me, he is, he's QB2. But there are so many other guys to just watch. And, you know, a couple that could be even first-round talents, um, DJ – Uyunglele out of Clemson. I kind of forgot how to say his name because we haven't talked about him. There's yeah. a lot of potential for a bounce back season there with him to where his name was right there with Stroud and Young. I mean, even at his freshman year, he's probably ahead of those two guys. Um, so it, he's another name to watch out of Clemson. Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Uh, I'm a big Dan Mullen guy. He can coach up quarterbacks. And I think that we could see Anthony Richardson – now that he's the QB1 there, I think he could blow up. He could take off. My guy, Phil Djurkovic, out of Boston College last year, I think he could have been QB1 in this class. He had a wrist injury that really hurt him, literally um, and figuratively, in the draft last year. So he elected to go back to Boston College. That might have been a bad move. Hindsight 2020, probably should have been in this draft class. I mean, is there a possibility he can be a guy that you know people keep an eye on and he just lives back up to the hype? It's like, okay, actually, yeah, you are right here up at the yeah, top again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, his arm talent is pretty special there. He's a pretty big, big guy himself, isn't he? Yeah, I have him. I found him listed at 6'5", 225. He feels heavier than that even, though. So, and he's a pretty decent athlete. He was a five-star recruit 
who went to Notre Dame and then transferred because for some reason <laughs> they liked Ian Book more, more than Phil Jerkovich. Uh, so he transferred. Uh, a couple other names that I haven't watched yet, but they're probably next for me, are Tyler Van Dyke at Miami and Will Levis at Kentucky. I've watched a little bit of them. I wasn't super impressed. A lot of people like them for next year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then, you know, there's some other guys, Grayson McCall, Jake Hayner, Keaton Slovis, all those transfer uh, guys. What about the uh, that Spencer Rattler kid? A lot of people <laughs> kind of throwing his name out. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, yeah, I like to consume a lot of content as well as put out my own content. I, and I saw somebody have him as a top five quarterback going into the draft what? next season. I did. I, I synced it. And which made me tweet earlier today. I, I just don't understand how he couldn't even start at his own school. He had to go back to school and transfer. He wasn't going to get drafted in this draft class of quarterbacks. I don't think he would have. You're really not going to it next year where there's, there's a solid 10 quarterbacks that looked really good last year in college football who are going to be draft eligible. And that's just, you know, the ones that are known. So no, you will not find Spencer Rattler. I think I might just keep him off. We'll see how he does at South Carolina. I might just keep him off my my draft boards altogether. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's draftable. Man, you better. <laughs> I just don't want that to come back and bite you. Because it is going to be interesting to see how he can do at South Carolina when there's no pressure. I shouldn't say there's no overall hype because it's already there. I agree with you, though. I, don't, I never saw it. I never yeah. saw it at Oklahoma either. Even when there was like, oh, he's a Heisman finalist. I was like, you can't get benched in a game against Texas, and be a Heisman favorite the next year. It just right. doesn't make sense to me. Or even, like, this is a really strong draft class at quarterback, it appears. Yeah. So to even just have him in the top 25, I, I said it last year, it's lazy. It's, oh, here's a big-time recruit that plays at a big school. I'm going to put him up there. Yeah. Hey, I can't imagine watching the Spencer Rattler tape and then being like, yep, QB5. Like what? What did you watch that I don't have access to? Because I just don't. What you talking about? Willis? I don't see it with him at all. A couple other guys to just keep an eye on that um, I've heard mentioned, and I, I think that they could have a pretty strong season. Devin Leary out of North Carolina State is a name that I've been hearing a lot. Brennan Armstrong at Virginia, Sam Hartman at Wake Forest, and Jaron Hall at BYU. I watched a little bit of him. Jaron Hall at BYU. He reminds me of Kyler Murray. He runs around really? a lot like he's six foot one though. <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> uh, but that's just kind of those this are the quarterbacks. Kyler Murray. Um, if you if you can't find it online, just DM me. But it is at thedraftscout.com. You can find those big boards, watch list, mock draft, and I do love it. I don't take any offense to when people are like, "Hey, you left this guy off your board." I had. Um, an SID from a school will be like, hey, take a look at my guys. Sure, will do. Put them on my list. And I've had an agent already be like, hey, take a look at these two guys. Will do. I'm all, and I'm also open to just people okay. on Twitter being like, hey, Melon, take a look at this dude. I've had high school coaches. I've had a lot of people, now that I think about it, reach <laughs> out. So thank you for reading. Uh, <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Just to be like, hey. Take a look at my guy. He's coming up. And one of them, I had to be like, Coach, he's a freshman. I'll look at him in three years. 
You let's, said that? Yeah. Hey, attaboy. <laughs> let's, let's pump the brakes Easy on that tiger. one. Uh, yeah, but it is cool, and you can check that out again. A lot of names out there. Um, another thing that you should check out is Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin, Missouri. A great happy hour. Um, Big Country and I are going to spend probably quite a bit of time there this week. It's, uh, it's golf week. Our golf tournament is yeah. this weekend. We, haven't t- we didn't have talked about it in about two weeks. It's full. Filled I think up. we got... Yeah, it's full. We got one team left. I think we're trying to. We're fucking full. What am I kidding? We filled up. <laughs> Probably going to. No, we did. I okay. forgot. I was saying like, oh, we didn't. We did. Yeah, but a yeah. favorite spot of ours is Club Six and Nine. And usually, if out of towners are in town, let us know. And I'm not afraid to hop in there if I'm not doing anything. Home to a great happy hour. Obviously, our bar- bartender Sean in there. Two o'clock until eight o'clock for that happy hour. Two for one drink specials. And $2 draft pours. It's been a minute since I've been out of Joplin to travel. You can't find draft pours that cheap in many places. You cannot. Especially for $2. It, it actually it kind of pisses me off when I go places and I forget. And then I have to pay like $6 for a Bud Light. And I'm like, how? How yeah, is it when so expensive here? 5 or $6 for a draft or a bottle. And you're just like, dude, that's just it's stupid. Right? Like you've paid for the six pack off two beers. Uh, we were we had a little friends get together yesterday. Were you around when we were talking about corking fees? Uh, nope. Where in some places when I was there, left and came uh-huh. back. Some places have like a, a fee that if you want to bring your own wine, that's fine, but they'll charge you a corking fee. Hmm. I I don't know if Club Six and Nine is one of those, but. I, it reminded me of my idea. I just kind of want to be able to take like a 30 rack of Natty and be like, hey, Keep it cool what's the me? charge for you to store this for me and open it whenever I want it? Which at Club 6 and 9, they'd probably just be like, yeah, just shut up about it and bring the beer. Give it to care. me. <laughs> Stop wheeling your giant igloo cooler into the bar, <laughs> Mellow. Beers are $2 at Club 6 and 9. Uh, you're absolutely that would actually be hilarious we need to check in with them and see <laughs> uh, next up though is going to be downtown lube located right here in the heart of Joplin, missouri off first and main street they've been here for a while so they know what they're doing they do specialize in tires and lube but they are much more than that so visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services also it is not a matter of if it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change your tire service your vehicle taken care of so get that done right here in Joplin, missouri at downtown lube all right, let's play a little Matchmaker Monday as we end um, the show today. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, um, over the weekend, and I wanted to talk about this one because I think a lot of people are, are just kind of scared to. I haven't been following it very closely, but over the weekend, Trevor, Trevor Bauer was suspended for two years. My Matchmaker Monday is actually going to be, I think Trevor Bauer should be allowed to play. And Major League Baseball. And again, slide into my DMs and maybe explain what's going on with this because I haven't been paying close attention to it. Most of my attention, if not all of it, has been NFL, NFL draft, uh, NBA playoffs going on, Royals baseball. So I haven't read the maybe the recent stuff that's going on with Trevor Bauer. But for him to get suspended for two years when he hasn't been convicted of anything – sounds like a little bit of bullshit to me. And again, like, don't get upset with me. I haven't read a lot into it. But how can you suspend a player for two years when he hasn't been convicted of anything? 
Yeah, I saw some people talking, you know, discussing it on Twitter. And it was like, you know, maybe the MLB must have found something in their own investigation, uh, you know, to suspend him or find the reason to do so. Trevor Bauer immediately appealed it, though, and was like, I've not done anything wrong. I understand I have to respect the court and the current trial taking place. Like, I can't speak on anything, you know, evidence-wise, but it's just like, he's like, it, it didn't do it. Or it wasn't that. I don't know what's what, you don't want to say severe, but you know, living like the allegations that was there was just like no, like there was consent, everything was agreed upon, it yeah. was fine. Is he a weird dude? Yeah, but is to, he like, a piece of shit? <laughs> Maybe, probably. But to, probably. to be suspended for two years for having rough sex? sex? Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And you know, if it turns out that he was abusive or anything like that. So don't even worry about suspending him. Just don't let him play anymore. Yeah. That's my thing on it. If you can really prove that these guys have done some of this shit, don't let them be in the league anymore. Yep. Especially for a guy like Trevor Bauer. But even like looking at it kind of unbiasedly, I wonder if he would have even got suspended if he hadn't have gone after Rob Manfred so hard over like the COVID protocols, the lockout stuff. If that has anything to do with this two-year suspension, Rob Manfred needs to step down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, I don't know, immature in my mind. If you're being upset with a player speaking their mind on how you handled something poorly, which I think we can all agree on. Yeah. It's like Rob Manfred. Just, we don't like – none of us like him anyways as a freaking commissioner of baseball, so mm-hmm. it would be a lot better if you just stepped down. It's just weird to, again, a guy hasn't been convicted – but he's been suspended two years. Maybe Major League Baseball does know more with their own private investigation that they've done. If so, maybe just like say, hey, actually, we do have stuff. We know. We know he's yeah. a piece of shit. But it is. it was just weird to me to see that over the weekend. I, I thought it was a big breaking story. We didn't really get to talk about it. Yep. And, and I am in no way a Trevor Bauer advocate. I think no, he is yeah. probably a piece of shit. He said some funny things on Twitter before that I was like, oh, I'm going to follow along. With this one, but for the most part, he's an idiot. I just don't know. Two-year suspension is pretty lofty suspension when a guy hasn't been convicted of anything yet. Now, if he does eventually get convicted, I will completely uh, retract my statement, all of it. But that was my first matchmaker Monday. Yeah, uh, sorry. Jake mentions in the chat here that there were other instances of women coming forward with claims of assault. I'm waiting for the investigation to release to see. So... Jake, who is Jake mm-hmm. the Snake, who's clearly a huge Dodgers fan, um, kind of has some information there, so that's nice. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, next up, though, for me, my first match at Maker Monday is going to be the Senior Bowl in the NFL draft. I just think it's fair to say, pretty easy to say, that is the showcase bowl for prospects heading into the NFL. 106 players from the Senior Bowl were drafted this year, which ties them for the most ever, which was last right. year's draft for 2021. So the Senior Bowl just continues to stay at the top. You get players that will come into your bowl, perform in front of NFL scouts and teams, and then they're you know showcasing in the draft. There was at least one team in every – or excuse me, one team in the NFL that took a player from the Senior Bowl, and there were 45 players that played in the Senior Bowl that were taken in rounds one through three. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to even just build a, a roster of guys mm-hmm. and then 100 and – what was it, 103, 106? 106. To get drafted? pretty nuts yeah and i i know too that part of the goal for the senior bowl is not only like oh we're gonna get every guy drafted that they're trying to find guys that would be drafted on day one day two 
Yes. Like that's the next step for them. And it is really cool. And a lot of people have asked us before, like, what do you really get out of going to the senior bowl? Like what, what's the hype about it? That's the hype. 106 guys that are going to be playing in the NFL. You get to see close up. Yes. Even if you're not a draft fan, if you're not, or you're not going to like scout the guys, it is just one of those really cool experiences where you can say, Oh yeah, I've seen Chase Claypool play. Yeah. Like he's, he's really good. I saw him at the senior bowl. Or, you know, like Josh Allen a couple of years ago. He might go on to be a Hall of Famer. And I can say, I got to see him at the Senior Bowl. Up close and personal, at practices. Had a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or even, you know, guys this year like a Trevor Penning and some of the other. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like, you got to see with Najee Harris as well last year. And Devontae Smith yeah. was there too. So, like, just the fact you get to see those guys, like Nick Saban coming down and seeing his dudes. It, like, even like as a Chiefs fan, you got to see Darren Kennard there. Yeah, it was Sky, I believe Sky Moore was there. Am I making yeah. that up? So it's like you get to see these guys, and you know it's one thing to see them on TV and like scout the tape or whatnot. Like I don't do that, so I'm not going to act like it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you guys do. So like a lot of my stuff is you know I hear from you guys firsthand, and I try and go and verify elsewhere. But the whole bottom line of that is like when you get to see them in person, it's like you get to see all of that that you've read about or heard about before, and you just kind of get to build your own opinion of the player. Like, Daniel Kennard is like, yeah, that's a massive fucking human being out there. Right there at right tackle. And then Trevor Penning is like, yeah, everyone sees the highlight clips of him pushing people. And you ought to see in practice when they're on one-on-ones. Like, <laughs> right. there was more than just that little, like, ooh, team drill there where he shoves them into the back and, like, into the goalpost. Like, it happened multiple times with multiple different players. Trevor Penning is a freaking dog. And so it's just those situations where you get to see these guys firsthand. The receiver, like Debo Samuel, I'll never forget that. The amount of incredible catches that he had mm-hmm. that year, because we were up in the press box, and I was like, man, this kid just continues to have impressive catch after impressive catch. He goes to the NFL, boom, look at him go. Right. That's the best part about the Senior Bowl, yeah. is getting to see those guys up there and then watch it translate from the Senior Bowl practices, game, into the NFL. We should do another Senior Bowl meetup, a mic'd up Senior Bowl meetup next year. What about it? People can travel. Because it it's really fun to just sit there and watch football, even if you're not scouting the guys. Like you just mm-hmm. get to see how an NFL practice is run with NFL players, like 106 of them yeah, out there, balling out. And you're going to have those guys that come out of nowhere. Like even like uh, Debo Samuel, like you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that like everybody knew about, but then you watch him in practice and you're like, oh, this might be something special. I think the 49ers were coaching that year too. Mm-hmm. If I'm right. So it's like, and I saw him goes, Oh, look at that. Uh, the jets this year and Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. I uh, got to coach him specifically. And was like, Hey, we, he did awesome at practices in the meetings. Yep. That's why we traded up in the first round to get him. So I, I love that one too. And what Jim Nagy is doing there it is really, it is phenomenal. Yeah, I remember when the senior bowl was cool, but it was like, Hey, you got to be a diehard draft fan to like yep. even know what it is. Now it's an experience for everyone. And I, I feel like so many people are shy away from it because, like, oh, I'm not going to get credentialed. Doesn't fucking matter. It really – we got credentials and we didn't even fucking use them. You didn't even pick yours up from the place. There was no need to. And right. I know that's exactly our point, but, like, the credentials just get you on the field or to, like, go to the media rooms and, like, ask the players questions – I, I'm not interested in necessarily doing that. There was one year I got to do it, and it was a lot of fun, but it was just a different mm-hmm. type of situation because Rain had canceled practice. And I think I'm going people, on like year four or five that I haven't used my credential one time. Yeah. 
Next year, I might honestly. I think there's a couple things that I want to do with it that we haven't got to do in the past. I just want to be able to go experience because I haven't done it before, um, and just be in those type of situations and see people how they work and handle it. But that's a story for another time. Mm-hmm. Senior Bowl is a lot of fun. Some people might go, "Oh, you know, it rains, yada yada yada." Like practice has to go indoors. It doesn't like it's well, the connections that too, you though. make and the people you get mm-hmm. to see and like just see the players itself is fun. Who cares that it freaking rains and you get wet? You'll dry off later. Suck it up. Yeah, that's my thought. That's big country Check the weather. weather. You know where it's at. There's an app on your phone that tells you the weather. <laughs> if any, if all people to say that it should not, right? Be, but I said it. <laughs> right. Uh, you my know last get tornado weather today, dude. Yeah, we're in the Midwest and it's May. Well, just letting you. Know. Homie, if it's raining, I don't want to freak you out. You know, I like to scare you, but I'm going to do it anyway. If it's raining out, we have potential for tornado weather. What do you mean? Like any time. It's just how often it happens around here. Oh, okay. If I thought you were about to hit me with like some scientific fact from your days as a teacher. No, like, if it's shit. gray and rainy, yeah, there's a chance. It might be slim. They might not be telling you about it, but there's a chance. That's just kind of how I live and operate through May. Also, happy May. Yeah. Also, happy birthday to our guy Jake. Turned 34 on Saturday. 34 looks good on you, man. Happy Who? birthday. Jake. Jake the Snake? Yeah. Today's his birthday? No, April 30th. Oh, shit. How, how did you birthday? not know that? I, how did I? Dude, I'm I don't sorry. know, Dad. Jake, I'm sorry, bub. Happy birthday. <laughs> At least one of us keeps track. My oh. last matchmaker Monday. <laughs> um, celebrities getting their ass kicked for messing with people. Uh, let's make that a thing. I don't know if you saw this Jack Harlow video clip that came out where he's like messing with a cameraman's like settings and shit. Camera woman. Camera woman. That is so rude. Yeah, I, It pissed me off to see it. And I kind of like his music. I'm not like – I'm, a huge I'm kind fan of a fan. I would, I'm not like a fan fan, but like I, I was becoming a fan. Yeah. And then to see him mess with somebody else's stuff like that, that's so rude. And like that person's job, maybe not necessarily on the line, and I think now we know because it's kind of a viral clip. Uh-huh. Don't fuck with somebody's job like that. Yeah, she. I think she commented on one of his posts like, oh, great, you owe me a coffee now. I don't think he messed with any major settings because I don't think he mm-hmm. knew those major settings for those big industrial $4,000 cameras is right there on the back with little dial turns. So I think it was okay, but I think there were some minor adjustments, probably like what popped up on her screen. That's why she kind of responded to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was anything major, which now I think is okay. But when I initially saw the video, I too was like, hey, that's kind of shitty, dude. Just fucking watch the game. Yeah. Keep your but hands also, to yourself. Like, leave the equipment alone. They got a job to do. I don't you think do that he a fan. probably even knew that it wasn't major, though. Like he probably doesn't know anything about that camera. Right. He probably doesn't care either. Yeah. That's so he's just thing. fucking yeah. with it. It could have been like very major. He wouldn't have known. That could have been so, the camera on TV, and all of a sudden the stuff just starts yeah, flashing. That was a shitty yeah. moment. Like, I especially for celebs that like always complain, and I don't know that he's one of them. Uh, but just in general, like, oh, it's so hard being a celebrity, blah, blah, blah. People always messing with me. And then you get that opportunity to just sit there and be kind of somewhat normal. And you fuck with someone else. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Come on. I didn't yeah, like yeah, it. It yeah. pissed me off. One thing that pisses me off this is my last matchmaker Monday is fucking Apple products and just how much of a pain in the ass they are. Go get a new phone this weekend. They're like, hey, man, I'm just going to be honest with you. They give you a new charging cord. But they don't give you the plug-in for it. You have to buy that separately. That is becoming ridiculous. I had to buy a $20 
wall plug. Wow. So I can charge. And they're like, oh, you can use the other cord, but like, you get it comes 13? with this one. The 13 Pro. Ooh. Hey, stop. Keep going to stop. No. <laughs> um, it takes really good pictures to figure that out. I'm still like rocking the 11. So. What? I thought you upgraded. To the 11. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a big phone guy over here. It pisses me off every time I do, though, which is another reason why I don't. I don't take, like, a lot of pictures. If I do, it's just for, like, me to save. It's just, like, pictures of me and my daughters at baseball games and shit like that. Yeah. So I don't really need the upgrade to my phone. But, man, it is frustrating when you get a new device. And they yep. make it sound so easy. Or, like, you'll see the commercials. And like, oh, take it wherever. It pairs with your MacBook, your iPad, blah, blah, blah. And then you can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then, I like, I Google it. Or I, if you talk to the people at the store, like, oh, yeah, just do this. No. Like, oh, okay, cool. And then I forget. Or it doesn't work. And I'm like, yeah, actually. Like, we were talking about last week. Why aren't my contacts on my computer synced with my phone? Yeah. I, well, like, I've seen the pop-up that's like, do you want to sync your contacts? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> it's just, it's so annoying. And, like, the fact that they, like, I get you need to upgrade with it and, like, you know, make things better and easier. Just slide it in with the phone. You already it feels pay like there's fucker. never room in the cloud. No. Like, what do I get, one gig in that motherfucker? I pay 99 extra. I pay 99 You do? Cents. You click the button on that? I had to. Me. Not me. Rebel. I too many pictures and videos, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm always documenting. <laughs> I need to be better at it. Honestly. I uploaded all mine to Google. Oh, you could do that? Yeah. Shit. I upload them to Google, and then I delete them off my phone. Huh. I have so much music on my phone, though. That's what's taking up, like, all my storage. I don't even – like, I need to just go through my Spotify Is your account. phone, like, a 64 gigabyte? Yeah. They've made the new base 128 because I asked the guy because my phone has full <laughs> – I felt really bad when I went in to trade this phone because it has been pissing me off for the last probably two months. I know you've heard me about it. My battery dies immediately. Another little rant. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> it would die on me. I wouldn't get signal. Like, I would be in the middle of doing something, and it would just close it out or just, like, run a reset itself. So I'd have to turn it off and turn it on. To get it like fully functioning again. Do you think it had anything to do with your private browser? <laughs> you dog. My mom's listening to the show, man. And no, it had nothing to do with it. Stop it. Well, is there bad stuff on the private browser? No, I was just looking for flights to get cheaper deals here, but that doesn't have anything to do with that. Just brother. <laughs> so it was like, I need a new phone. But when I went in and I was talking to the guy about this, I'm starting to complain about my phone. But he had just asked me, like, everything on the phone works fine. Because, like, with the upgrade package deal that they offer you is, like, your phone has to be fine and, like, work. You have to trade it in. I was like, oh, yeah, works good. And then as I'm starting to complain about it, I was like, Austin, you need to shut up because you're trying to trade this in. Yeah, it's like trading so in a car. You're like, actually, <laughs> transmission's <laughs> fucked. Um, yeah. The gas gauge says it's full, but it's actually only going to be about 50%. <laughs> but you got it. New phone. Yeah, I figured it out. Got it. New phone. Who did? Same number? Same number. Is it still the 417? Yeah. Number? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Yeah, 214. Yeah, you don't want to have to change that one. Yeah. Six. Seven. <laughs> Liar. Three. <laughs> um, okay. Go ahead. That's, what's that last number? <laughs> that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, maybe we'll start to lean back into more baseball and basketball talk with the NBA playoffs going on today. But that's kind of our recap 
on at least the 2022 NFL draft. I'm sure there's going to be more draft news and, and NFL news. I think free agency is going to start to pick up. We'll see what happens with quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, where they get moved, if they get moved. Uh, hopefully we'll get some news on that this week. But we appreciate you guys, um, as always, joining us on the call-in app right here in the chat, asking your questions, leaving your comments. We really do appreciate it. It makes the, the show more enjoyable, at least for us, and hopefully for our listeners as well. But that's it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.